Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Luke chapter 10, uh, verse uh, verse 38, starting at verse 38. We looked at this last week. I just want to look at this again. This is so powerful. This is a very familiar account of Jesus and the house of Mary and Martha. And it says in verse 38, uh, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Verse 39, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. Stop right there. Notice what Mary is doing. It says she, she just sat at his feet and heard his word. And so whatever Mary was doing, whatever errands she had to run, <laughs> you know, Jesus comes and she's like, wow, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing. I'm just going to sit at his feet and I'm just going to hear his word. Uh, look at Martha. Look at her response. In verse 40, Verse 40 says, But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bitter, therefore, that she helped me. And so Martha was having a bit of an attitude. You know, this is how you can tell uh, a person who hasn't been spending time with the Lord, a person uh, who's, who's got a bit of a, a, a word shortage going on in their lives, you know, uh, you, you can tell uh, because that person will generally uh, have, have a, a bit of an attitude, you know. <laughs> you know, you, I want you to know, man, if you spend time in his presence, it's going to affect your attitude. It's going to affect every area of your life. You see, uh, that bad attitude that you got is going to go away uh, the more time you spend fellowshipping in his presence. And so Martha, she had a bit of an attitude. She was literally saying, well, Lord, would you please tell my sister to pick herself up from the floor and come over here and help me? There's stuff to do, <laughs> you know, uh, and, 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 and I love Jesus's response here in verse 41. Look what he said. Verse 41 says, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, <laughs> Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. You see, Martha wasn't spending time in his presence listening to his, uh, his word. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. It's not that she wasn't there with him in the room, and so she was in his presence, but her focus was not on him. Her focus was on all the stuff that she thought she had to do. You see, you want to understand, friend, remember that you are always in the presence of God. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. If you're born again, he's not only with you, he is in you. He's taken up residence on the inside of you. Martha she was in the house with him. He was there, so he was present, but her attention wasn't on him. You see, it comes back to focus. Where's your focus at? Where's your focus at? He's right there with you. Can you focus on him? Can you focus on him? You see, it's all about focus. If I say left foot, your attention goes to your left foot. Well, 
most likely before I said left foot, you weren't consciously aware of what you were feeling in your left foot. And so it's about focus. Being in the presence of God is focusing our attention on Him through His Word. And so Martha wasn't focused on, on His Word, so she had an attitude, <laughs> praise God. And watch this, he says, he says, thou art careful and troubled about many things. And so a person who doesn't spend time in His Word, a person who doesn't spend time in His presence, will be a person who carries a lot of care. Wow, Alex, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about this. I'm concerned about that. Uh, well, hold on, friend. May I tell you that the Bible says that you are to cast your care upon Him. You are to cast your care upon Him. Somebody says, Alex, how do I do that? You do it by being in His presence, by fellowshipping with Him. You know, sometimes people say, well, that's easier said than done. Cast my care upon the Lord. How do I do it? Well, the reason you find that difficult to do is because you haven't yet spent enough time with Him. You see, the more time, man, praise God, the more time you spend with Him, the more time you get to know Him heart to heart, man. It's just like a relationship in the natural. You know, if, I, if I've just met a person uh, and I don't really know a lot about that person, then I'm going to have a hard time trusting them. You see, but man, if I, uh, if it's a person that I know intimately, uh, I spend time with them, uh, I practice being intimate with them. To be intimate means literally intimacy is into me, come and see. <laughs> you know, in other words, you open up, uh, you, 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 you let him into your heart, intimately into your heart. And those deepest, darkest places within you, the more time, the, the more time you spend doing that, the more you get to know him, the more does he now reveal himself to you. And man, if you know him, it becomes, it's really not that big of a deal to cast your care on him. You know, I don't carry any care. <laughs> you know, I really don't, man. I, I've learned, you know, to cast it on him. You see, because I know I can trust him with that. And so Martha, he says here, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But look at verse 42. Jesus says, but one thing, everybody say one thing. He says, one thing is needful. Man, you see, he says one thing out of all the stuff that you can do. There's one thing that's absolutely necessary. There's one thing that's absolutely needful. And he says, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Out of all the stuff you could be doing, one thing he says is needful is to be in his presence. It's to hear his word. That's what you're doing right now. You're hearing his word. So what I'm saying is let this be something that you do throughout the day. Uh, let this be something uh, that just becomes a second nature. You know, uh, praise God. Uh, look at uh, verse 42 in the Amplified. In the Amplified, he puts it like this. Amplified says, There is need of only one but a few things. Mary has chosen that good portion, that which is to her advantage, which shall not be taken away from her. And so Jesus says that there is an advantage that you get out of spending time in his presence, out of being in his word. Amen. You see, you have an advantage over the person who doesn't know him. You have an advantage even over the believer who doesn't spend any time with him. There's a tremendous advantage that comes out of being in his presence. Look at Philippians chapter 3. 
uh, starting in verse 7. Uh, I started looking at this in the last midweek Bible study, but um, we didn't have too much time left to really get into it. This is um, so powerful. I've been referencing this for weeks. I've been trying to get here for weeks, man. Uh, we're finally here. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, uh, verse 7. This is the Apostle Paul. Uh, and look at this man. Look at what he says here in verse 7. He says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Those he counted that loss for Christ. Now, he's talking about the things that he gained or seemingly gained while he was uh, Saul, while he was a Pharisee uh, performing under the law, you see. And so he's saying all, uh, you know, the the recognition and, and, and the status and, you know, the self-righteousness that came with that. He says, all of that stuff, man, I count that as loss now, you see. And remember, we looked at this a few weeks ago, that when Paul was Saul and he was serving under the law, you know, and this is what, what, what legalism and, 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 and this is what makes a Pharisee a Pharisee. You know, he was, Saul was doing all this stuff. He was persecuting the church. I mean, how many of you know, guys, Saul was a bad dude before he became Paul. <laughs> you know, he was persecuting the church, uh, standing by while Christians were being killed. And, 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 and somehow he thought that he was doing all of that for God. And then Jesus finally appears to him on the road to Damascus. And, and what happens is Saul knows that God is appearing to him because he said, Who art thou, Lord? And so the fact that he said Lord means he knew it was God who was appearing to him. But he also didn't know him because he said, Who are you, Lord? I don't know you, Lord. <laughs> you see? And so legalism, performance, uh, trying to perform under the law, you can never, ever truly get to know God in that way. You see? And, and, and so you don't want to be someone where you think you're doing all these things for, for God. And the truth is, man, if, he's, if he appeared right in front of you, man, you wouldn't even recognize him. And so that's what happened to Saul. And it wasn't until Jesus appeared to him and that Jesus ultimately got into his heart, praise God. That's when, 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 when Saul uh, had a grace encounter with him. That's when Saul truly came to know his God. And what happened was that Saul, as a result, became Paul. You see? And so this is what I'm speaking over you, friend, no matter who you are, no matter where you may find yourself. As, as you have this grace encounter with Jesus, as he becomes more real in your heart, <laughs> I'm prophesying over you that whoever you used to be, uh, that's all going to be gone. And you're going to be uh, starting to, to walk more fully into who God has created you to be. You see, when you get into, uh, 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 when you begin to have this heart knowledge of God, man, what happens is that anything in you that is unlike him is going to begin to fall away and what happens is the more that he reveals himself in you the more he's revealing to you who you are in him are you guys catching me this is the key to transformation in the christian life spend time with jesus let jesus make himself real in your heart look at verse 8 he says in verse 8 yea doubtless and i count all things but loss man he says, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. Man, he calls knowing him 
calls that an excellency. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You see, man, when he becomes your treasure, that's, man, when stuff starts to take place in your life. You know, it's no longer about the added things. No, it's about that I might know him. Look what he says. He says, he says, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And so all the stuff that he thought he had gained before, he says he counts that but dung. Guys, you know what dung means? Uh, dung basically means manure. <laughs> and so all the stuff I thought I, I gained before I knew him, I count it manure, just so I might know him. And verse 9 says, And be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Be found in him means you discover who you are in him. You discover who he's created you to be. In verse 10, guys, he says that I may know him. This is what it was all about for Paul. This is what it was all about for him. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And so when you know him, there's tremendous power that begins to flow out through this heart knowledge of him. You see, you begin to see the supernatural power of God. Remember, that's the spiritual strength. The, the supernatural power of God begins to flow out through you into your life. And so there's tremendous boldness uh, that comes, uh, guys. You see, uh, the more that God is real in your heart, uh, the more you begin to see who you are in him. Praise God. And that means that to that degree, more fully, you start to walk in your authority uh, in Christ, you see. Now, let's look at this in the uh, Amplified, uh, Philippians chapter 3, uh, verse starting at verse 8, Amplified. Uh, and I want you to really see that this is... Uh, this is all this is heart knowledge that he's talking about. He says in verse 8, he says, Yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, guys. The priceless privilege. I mean, think about that. Think about the privilege that it is. I mean, man, you have an intimate relationship with the creator of heaven and earth. He's not just God. No, He's your Heavenly Father. He's your Abba. He's your Daddy. You have intimate fellowship with Him. Praise God. It's the priceless privilege, He says, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, and watch this, he says, of perceiving him, recognizing and understanding him. That's the definition of, of heart knowledge. You guys remember it's perceiving his presence, recognizing his activity in your life, understanding him uh, more fully and clearly. For this sake, he says, I have lost everything and I consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, dregs, praise God, that I, in order that I may gain, that I may win, gain Christ, the anointed one, verse 9, and that I may actually be found and known as in Him. You see, known as in Him. 
see guys I don't there's tremendous freedom that comes man when when you find your identity in him you no longer need to look for your identity in achievements or in status you know uh, chasing after the approval of men we tend to chase after uh, people's approval because that approval that we're longing for is really the approval of God you see well I want you to know man when you know that you got God's approval it doesn't matter what people think guys who cares what people think you know you really kind of become uh, unbotherable you know well so-and-so said this you know he thinks you know that well well you know it's like yeah <laughs> you know no man you know who you are in him you know who you are in him uh, I know God loves me no matter what because I know God loves me man I don't have to be bothered about what somebody thinks and you know what because I know God loves me that means I can love them as well you see and so and so there's tremendous freedom that that comes with that he says and that I may actually be found and known as in him not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own based on my obedience to the laws demands uh, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired uh, but possessing that genuine righteousness the genuine righteousness which is by the way Christ righteousness you see Christ righteousness versus self-righteousness self-righteousness is you think you're righteous whenever you do right no Christ righteousness is you're the righteousness of God no matter what you do no matter your performance that's who you are and so he says possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ the anointed one the truly right standing with God which comes from God by saving faith now verse 10 check this out he says for my determined purpose is that I may know him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him praise God perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and clearly and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection the power that's outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness even to his death and the hope and so he's saying to know him that intimately that anything that is unlike him in you it starts to fall away you see it starts to fall away those bad habits fall away those addictions fall away uh, those ungodly desires fall away why because you're spending so much time in his presence and now there's the power that flows out of his resurrection that will show up in your life as a result of spending time in his presence uh, look at Acts chapter 4 uh, verse verse uh, 13 and I'll close with uh, with this today and then beginning next week I'm going to start going into uh, the ten ways to cultivate heart knowledge of God uh, we're going to go over ten ways ten things that you can do 
that any of us can do uh, in order for God to, in order for us to really cultivate our relationship with Him. Amen. And guys, I really hope that, uh, you know, you're seeing just the, the some tremendous value and preciousness that comes out of you just really making the relationship your focus. You see, uh, look at this here in Acts chapter uh, 4, uh, verse 13, uh, says this. He says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And so in other words, they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Uh, and, and they saw something in them. You know, they saw this boldness and this strength and this power that was present in their lives. And, and they knew it wasn't something that they had achieved on their own, that they were unlearned ignorant men. And so they marveled. And what they noticed was they took... The word says they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And so what I'm saying is, when you spend time with Jesus, you spend time in his presence, there's going to be some stuff showing up in your life, some boldness, some power is going to show up in your life, man. And people are going to see it, and they're like, wow, there's something different about you. You know, <laughs> there's something different about you. There's a strength, there's a power, there's a confidence that comes, and it comes as a result of having spent time with Jesus. In fact, let's finish off at Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 33. And uh, I promise this will be the last scripture for today. <laughs> Praise God. So there's boldness that comes out of spending time in His presence. Um, there's really supernatural ability that begins to flow out of that. You see, it's His ability that is flowing out through you now into your life. Now look at this here. Matthew 6, uh, 33 says, He says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so the, all these things is, guys, that's the healing, that's the prosperity, that's the deliverance, that's the wisdom, all the stuff that you think you had to chase after, he says, it'll be added unto you. Really what it is, is it's just going to come chasing after you. <laughs> I want you to see, the more time you spend with him, the more the fruits of salvation will just show up in your life. Now, how do we seek the kingdom of God? To seek the kingdom of God is to seek Jesus. You see, the kingdom of God is embodied in a person. And so seeking the kingdom and his righteousness is I seek Jesus in all things. I seek Jesus in all things. And when we seek Jesus in all things, when we fellowship in his presence, spend time in his word, everything else will flow out of that. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. 
Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.